edition of OM Men's Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music is headed your way early this week because March 4th is Thursday. And it's the 18th anniversary of Portland's beloved March 4th, who used to be called March 4th Marching Band. They'll be streaming a special anniversary show featuring footage from the best of the last three anniversary shows at the Crystal Ballroom. And boy, do we miss the Crystal Ballroom. It'll be hosted by March 4th band leader and founder John Averill. John is trapped in my Skype machine at the moment. We'll find out what they've been doing for the past year, what they've got in store for the future, and we'll look back at some of the moments that made us all love that band. Let's pry open the lid of my Skype machine and find out what he's up to. It's another March 4th, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, March 4th's coming up. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, has, has it been a year since you guys played? Yep. Our last show was on March 4th at Crystal Ballroom. And uh, a couple weeks ago, or not a couple weeks ago, about a, about a month ago, they approached us and asked if we would be willing to do some sort of pre-recorded stream or something, you know, something we could record yeah. socially distanced, safe with, within the venue sometime in February. But it was just logistically impossible i mean like uh-huh. you know since we since we've been a mostly touring band that only plays portland once or twice a year like i, I have members that live in new orleans and yeah and washington and yeah. you know until things feel feel clear and safer i just it was it was too much of a i just couldn't have made it happen right and so instead instead i went through and watched uh apparently we had various video video and audio uh footage from uh, our anniversary shows from uh, 2018, 2019, and then 2020. Uh-huh. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I watched through, you know, like six hours of stuff. And some shows had songs that had already been sort of edited, but we really didn't have multiple camera angles for everything. But I just uh-huh. kind of put together a, a set the best I could uh-huh. uh, that kind of flo- it kind of flows like a like a, a normal set. But we're kind of bouncing around between the years. I kind of went for you know, some of the best overall performances and anything that it had any editing work done to it. I use that just path of least resistance because it's about <laughs> 22 minutes or, or it's, it's like 22 songs, I think. So it's, wow. it's over, wow. over, little over two hours of music. And so we've broken uh-huh. it down into, uh, into two sets and then we, we pre-recorded a little, uh, intermission. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, we're doing a live intermission on March 4th. <laughs> <laughs> introduction introduction yeah we gotta do an introduction in a couple days but yeah yeah, so uh it's the first it's the first band activity in a year in any way shape or form wow wow you are coming back though aren't you well yeah i mean uh i I, it depends on when things normalize yeah i don't know if, if things are truly ever going to normalize in the way that we do before but let's just assume it's a time where venues are open of all kinds and Sarah. And I kind of intuitively I don't feel like that's going to happen until 2022. Yeah. I feel like yeah. this year is going to be this year's to me. I feel like this year is going to be a transition year. Uh-huh. I feel like when, once, you know, once venues, I mean, the first venues that open up are probably going to be some outdoor festivals where they have a lot of real estate. So they don't uh-huh. have to pack people in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and as far as like, you know, the touring circuit coming online with small clubs and venues, it's just going to be such a traffic jam of bands trying to get back out there. So that's going to be an interesting thing to face. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm excited for when it comes back because, I mean, to be honest, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of burning out. You know, I'd, I've never taken a break from the project in, you know, 17 years. In going 17 last years? Year. Really? I, wow. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, I'm I'm on every tour. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, that you, if you're the band leader, you kind of have to do that. And yeah, plus, yeah. I did have a sub on bass for a couple of gigs, but uh, uh-huh. other than that, yeah, it's been. So, but yeah, I was uh, just been trying to move a boulder up a hill because you know, just there's so much music out there, and you know, getting out there and trying to, you know, make a living touring. It's a you know, there's a lot of quote unquote competition, and you know, I don't think music is a competition, but I think there's competition in a sense that you have to start looking at when you're on the road, you see cities as markets, and you roll into a town and you look at the marquee, you look at the posters in the venue, and you're like, oh my god, look at all these great bands playing. <laughs> in the same month that we are, you know, and not everybody can afford to go to four concerts a month. So they have to choose. So it's competitive in that sense. You know, you're competing for people's, uh, you know, ability to desire to come buy a ticket to your show. And it's just, you know, without a a real break, it sort of burned out. So I guess long story short is I've benefited psychologically from this year being off from, off from the band. I really felt like I was never going to take a break unless one was forced on me. And I was starting to feel, like the weight of it just kind of like, okay, 17 years is a long time. I'm yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of grateful for what happened a year ago with the, because it pushed pause on March 4th. Yeah. And when yeah. we can depress the pause button, I think we'll come out of it uh, stronger. And also we've got, you know, two albums worth of material that we started a couple of years ago that we haven't had the time or the resources to finish. So I'm hoping to devote, you know, 2021 to just generating content yeah. and, uh, and looking forward to releasing those those records. Well, you will be you will be sure to get one to me because I want to play it on the radio. <laughs> I always play you guys. I always, sure. I always play you guys on the radio. Always, always have. Yeah, it's and and you if anybody could kind of uh, appreciate or observe the you know the gradual um, you know evolution of the sound, which started mm-hmm. off very mm-hmm. kind of you know. New Orleans, Gypsy Brass, mm-hmm. Klezmer, Afrobeat, mm-hmm. kind of, and, and very much instrumental. Mm-hmm. And with each album, we've 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 kind of gone for a more produced sound. So mm-hmm. these these uh, the recordings that we've that we started a few years ago, um, they are continuing in that direction. In in that they are the most produced sounding records mm-hmm. uh, or, or songs that we've done. And I basically there's two other. Uh, Two of the main songwriters uh, in my band, the three of us wrote all the all the material on it, mm-hmm. and I just told them like I just told them write songs as if you know you've never heard anything March Sports has done before. <laughs> just like you know, use our instruments. You, you know our instrumentation. You know we're not adding keyboards or anything mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. like you know, we got the horns, drums, guitar, and, and I said and aim for radio. I said I <laughs> so there we have a lot of stuff that's very much you know like. You know, three, you know, three and a half minute uh, songs that are very vocally driven, dare I say, pop radio friendly. But that was the goal because I kind of just, you know, it's it's really hard just to do it on the road and, and survive on word of mouth, you know, promotion. It's just, you know, I've seen bands that we've toured with that, you know, drew a couple hundred people and they got a song on a radio and all of a sudden they're playing venues that hold 2000 people. I mean, it really, there's still such a power in it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and we've never really been a part of that. I mean, I know that our, you you know, you play us occasionally. I think, you know, someone on KBOO might play a tune here and there. I know Mm -hmm. there's 
you know, a station, uh, WWOZ in New Orleans, apparently oh, yeah. we're on there fairly regu- regularly. Absolutely. But um, aside from that, we don't, I don't think we have any, we don't, we don't we've never had any significant radio presence. So, you know, it's, so we kind of went for that and we've got to make videos because everything's video driven these days mm-hmm. um, with YouTube and whatnot. So it's, I, I'm kind of looking forward to this year as just uh, a retooling, you know, whereas 2020 was definitely mm-hmm. like, like a, just a break, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Who's uh, who, who produced the, your new material? <clears throat> um, we actually self-produced it. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think our third album, um, Steve Berlin produced it. Mm-hmm. And then, then we went down to New Orleans for our last record, and then Ben Elman from Galactic produced it. Right. And in both of those cases, in both of those cases, you know, we had a budget. We had 11 days to record a record. Wow. And that meant tracking everything and being done in 11 days. And we played live together as a band. And, you know, a lot of the material was stuff that we had been touring for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. By the time the record came out, it kind of felt stale to us. And then some of the stuff that was newly written for those recording sessions mm-hmm. didn't really get the po- didn't really get the polish that it needed mm. to develop as, you know, there's like, once we started playing those songs live, they became way better than the original recording. Right. So right. I, we, we basically got a, 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 a large sum of money uh, disappeared from the band in 2009, and it reappeared magically in 2018. So <laughs> I took that money. I, I took that money. That's mysterious. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. But uh, it, I took I took the money and decided to just like book out, you know, a month in the recording studio where it was like the closest thing that we'd come to like writing and recording in the studio kind mm-hmm. of in the ways that you read about bands, you know, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, and at some point in the, in the sessions, uh, Anthony, uh, who's my main songwriter, he, you know, he said to me, so we've got about a dozen songs down, you know, should we finish up these sessions and polish these and finish them? And I said, no, I said, let's let it, let's let it roll. Let's go for quantity. Let's, so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got the basic, basic tracks down for 20 something tunes and of wow. which, I think there's probably eight, 18 that I, I think are are you know going to be. We can divide those into like two two records because we'll probably put out vinyl, so we'll probably limit the, mm-hmm. the record to be what we can put on vinyl, which is usually like you know eight or nine songs. Right. And um, so yeah, as a result, we never finished the recordings, and then our bus number three broke down, and oh, we no. had to spend all of our money bu- buying bus number four, <laughs> and then that broke down a couple times. I mean, we're talking. We probably spent. Uh, upwards of a hundred grand, and wow. so all that on bus or bus-related repairs. Oh, jeez! And then we, and then we rolled in and did the March Fourth show last year, at Crystal Ballroom. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the wave of the last couple of years was like w- wanting to finish an album, but ha- having a hard time finding the time to do it in between tours, and then just not having the resources mm-hmm. because we didn't. You know, I, I spent the initial budget on the recording sessions, so we just ran out of money to actually finish the record, which is, you know, a few thousand more. And of course I'd like to make videos. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can do a lot with, you can do a lot with a hundred grand. That's really fun. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, it just, we were just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of limping there at towards the end. Yeah. But, uh, so it's, it's very much a regrouping period, you know, kind of like a limp amp, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, an entire parade. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I, I listened to that song recently, uh-huh. on it, yeah. and man, I mean, that's a great song. 
it's just trippy. I mean, yeah, like, it's, yeah. uh, I always, it's, it's I always, got like seven. Yeah. Go ahead. It's got like seven sex, sex. It, well, it's funny because that was the old guard <laughs> band. I was like, wow, we have, cause the band I have now, we can, we can pull off anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised when I, I, I guess I don't give the old band credit enough to be like, you know, we actually, we had some pretty cool songs that we pulled off pretty well. I mean, yeah. Considering at that time we had like 10 drummers, you know, <laughs> versus, versus now we, you know, we, we tour with four drummers, but they play like expanded kits. They're not just uh-huh. locked into one drum. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> I remember that band yeah, played Mingus. The, the original band played Mingus. We did. We yeah. did. I think it was, uh, <laughs> was it, I can't remember. I don't Goodbye know. pork pie hat or something. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was, that was such, that was such a cool moment actually for me because I'm not, you know, aside from like, you know, Nat King Cole and a lot of like, you know, other, I don't even want to go to the jazz categories, but like my parents, the jazz they played was mostly old school stuff, you know, and jump, mm-hmm. jump blues and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I wasn't really familiar with Mingus, and when they introduced that song to me in the band, um, I think Jason Wells brought it in. Mm-hmm. And pretty much in the early days of March 4th, we didn't chart anything, and I can't read anyway, so it doesn't matter to me, but we did everything by ear. So I listened to this song, and I could usually pick out a tune like almost pretty immediately when, it, when mm-hmm. it's played. And so I'm playing, I'm playing this melody that's supporting that song, you know, uh, and it sounds great to me. It's like perfect. Of course, I'm playing the root. This is exact. I'm playing the song yeah, correctly, yeah, and then yeah. I go listen to Ming- Mingus's actual track, <laughs> and it blew it, it blew my brain out. It, yeah. just, it just blew me away because the bass line he's playing is not the root of the melody. It's lower and it's weird, and it makes the whole melody on top just it just do something else. It's just yeah. like it, it it blew my mind. It was so cool. Like. <laughs> changes and note notes that he played under this line that I never would have thought of playing, you know, like, yeah. So, well, that was, that was his fun. job. That was, his, that was his job to blow yeah. your mind. That was, yeah. his, his. <laughs> well, so, how, so how did you feel when you, when you, when you sat down and looked at these, and looked at these tapes for, for the show on Thursday? Well, it was kind of, cool it actually i i i I felt things i i had feelings you know it was like wow you know i a you know i i i miss these folks and i i miss what we did and then also you know i never really took the time to like watch footage of us it was always just next gig next next gig next gig so to like be able to sit there and actually have it be my job to watch (laughs) the show and meticulously take notes for every song so that i could then decide of the 60 songs recorded you know how i was going to put a 20 song you know show together um it was cool it was fun to like just step back and and watch it because i I never had that perspective you know the perspective yeah i've always had it on stage and um (laughs) uh you know i wish it just what it made me realize is just how if it wasn't for our friend kevin balmer who Mm -hmm. shot video for us every year he's been recording us from the get-go he yeah. just felt like this was an important pro- important project to document so he's just been doing it every year he shows up with a camera and we're so like you know uh we're usually rolling out of a tour winter tour into march 4th so we're all pretty you know fried and there's a promotion of the show it's just like there's never been anybody's job to really make sure that sh- everything was properly archived mm-hmm. so the fact that we have we have any archives at all is is really amazing mm-hmm. but it just mm-hmm. made me wish that 
we had brought in a mobile recording unit every year that we had had multiple cameras so we could cut away to interesting angles because mm-hmm. some of the show that we're about to do, some of the songs that were really great, like for example, the 20,000, the, uh, the 2018 show, we brought in a mobile recording unit because that's when we started the recording project and the guy producing us says, Hey, I got this rig. I'll bring it in. Great. We did it. But there's only one camera angle and that's from the balcony. Oh, geez. So that show sounds, that, that show sounds the best but there's only one camera angle. So yeah, then yeah. the 20, 2019, the band looked incredible. We all wore white and like there was, there was uh, a couple extra camera angles on about seven or eight songs. And then in 20 or 2020, uh, we ran a board feed from the, uh, mm-hmm. the soundboard to the camera. So we mm-hmm. actually were able to just, salvage that audio good um and we've got some multiple multiple cameras but mm-hmm. some of the songs that we had multiple camera for cameras for didn't make it into the set that i had to put together just mm-hmm. for different reasons so we're, mm-hmm. we were kind of limited limited so i tried to mix it up you know using as much i tried to make the most of it basically um you know it's funny uh speaking of uh, video i've i've produced i don't know a thousand tv stories you know but one of my top five most memorable was the the thing I did for, with you guys for Oregon Artbeat. Because mm. do you remember that? Well, let me know. I, was, for, I mean, and that's early all, times. It's very early. Went with you up to you, you marched on Alberta. Was with you up there? Uh, some guy tried to get in front of our camera, and I almost got into a fight with him. <laughs> Uh, and then you went down to the armory, which was gutted. There wasn't even anything in there then, down to, in, in the Pearl. They, had, they hadn't even built a theater or anything. Uh, and you played in there. And then you, you, you knew that the lions of Bantikata were going to be at the Crystal. You guys marched up the sidewalk on Burnside, and they were marching toward you. <laughs> and you both met at the gay bar right there on the corner and then marched around yeah. together. And we marched around together to the, to the front of, of, of the crystal and, wa- and marched in and, play, and played a set. It was amazing. It was just amazing. It was just am- Derek Reith was there, and, and um, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a pretty amazing day, I'll tell you the truth. Because uh, yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it, that, now, was that all in one day? Yeah. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> See, yeah. I, 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 I miss those times because we definitely were. The March Fourth Marching Band at that point. You yeah, know, we started off yeah. with that as our our name, and yeah, I mean for those first. So we're talking probably 2004. I mean, Round the band it. started 2003, or it might have, it's 2003 or four, or maybe even five at the latest. I would say. Um, it, it was either and, you know, it, and that was before. Yeah. It was Go either ahead. it was either three or four. I know that. Um, yeah, that I, I, sounds about right because we had the fire truck. <laughs> Right. And our, yes. our friend Michael Michael Talk had that fire truck, so it was easy for us to just pile in and go from one location to the other, get out, do a gorilla <laughs> thing. You know, for those first, this is before we, this is before we were a touring band. This is before we were yeah. writing our own music. I mean, we were just just starting out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so our first couple of years, first couple of years in Portland, were like playing every street fair and every right. first Thursday, last Thursday. We just any opportunity to get out there, um, we just kind of did it because it was just this fun party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean truly, truly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah, the first I mean, time I saw you guys, I was in some restaurant in the Pearl, and I don't even know if it was the Pearl, if it was even the Pearl yet. 
But uh, uh, but no, the first time right, was right. no, no. The first time was um, uh, Lisa Lapine told me about you guys. Remember her? <laughs> and oh, you, love you, Lisa. Yeah, I know everybody did. Um, and you were playing at a at a, like a a, a a dance club, like down down in an old town, just 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 uh, north of Burnside. It it was a huge yeah. place. It's a huge place. I think that might have been. Your first March fourth uh, uh, show. I, I I know your. Yeah, the 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 very yeah. first March fourth show was at a club called Level, and it was yeah, it was kind yeah. of yeah yeah thirteenth and Burnside ish sort of yeah. And then we ended mm-hmm. up playing there again like a year later, and I think it changed its name to something else. But it definitely <laughs> had that slick club kind of vibe. Yeah yeah. And oh y- no no wait a minute wait 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 no no no. Uh, it's it's now the Star Theater. No, no, that's not where it was. It was no, okay. it, no it, it okay, was okay. Yeah, no, okay. It was a little bit, a little bit. Okay, uh, I know what you mean east of that, but it was a yeah, you know, it was a slick dance club. <laughs> and right, going, it was, it was. All right, and I'm going like, what are these guys doing in here? <laughs> right, no, that was kind of. I think we might have like. We met some guys from Red Bull at that time, and we got hired for a couple of things that were kind of on the slick side, I guess. But no, I'm confusing. Okay, our, where we originally played our first show later became the Star Theater. But that, ah, I remember what gotcha, you And that was gotcha. Star. But yeah, yeah, it was over on like, yeah, I remember Level or uh, whatever it was called. So whatever how long? The slick Club was called. It didn't, didn't, didn't last very long. No, it didn't. So how long is the live stream? Um. Well, with an intro and a little intermission bit, it's I think clocks out at two hours and twenty-two minutes. Nice. Of that, I think there's it's about a little over like maybe two hours and five minutes of uh, music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show. Yeah. Well, that's great, John. Congratulations. Eighteen years. That doesn't make sense. That just, yeah. That doesn't compute, you know. <laughs> but, no, it, it it really doesn't. I mean, it's like. This was supposed to be our year of a graduation, and we were going to decide if we were going to go to college after this or stay home. <laughs> well, now you're legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but like every senior this year, we didn't, you know, we didn't yeah. get all the ceremonies. We didn't get to yeah. go to school. <laughs> well, look, thank I'd you. Say we did all our class. Oh yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Did, I, I was going to say we did all of our all of our schoolwork online this year, but to be honest, we were completely <laughs> offline. Yeah. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be tuning in. I hope everybody else does. It'll be all the, all the information will be right here on the page. And, um, awesome. I pretty appreciate it. We're going to get this up today because, uh, it's Monday and the show is Thursday. So I appreciate your time. That's Thanks. right. Always nice to talk to you, John. Um, and, uh, yeah, great talking with you too. And, uh, just uh, the show that starts on the fourth. There's actually going to be a 48-hour uh, window to watch it after that. Great. So if people, you know, can't sit through two and a half hours or whatever on Thursday evening, they've got the weekend to do it too. So, uh, you know, it's, and it's only eight bucks. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. That's entertainment.
Sensational Stillwalkers! All right, party people, who's ready to dance?